Welcome back to a Couple Goals with SM. I almost didn't know the name of our podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a month. It took a month off. Been a minute. How is everyone? How are you, listener? What's new? Hope you had a good holiday, New Year. Happy New Year. Like uh, our last episode curb your enthusiasm. Was, Happy New Year. <laughs> our last episode was January 5th. Oh, was it? Yeah. So I don't remember. We oh, don't need to sorry. do that. We could do, uh, how was your, by holiday, I guess we mean uh, Martin Luther King Day. How was your Martin Luther King Day? Yeah. That's what Reminisce we Reminisce about that for a little bit while we come up with other things to say. Yeah. So how was your month? How was January? Was it the longest month you ever experienced? Because it was for me. We had a good time. It was still of... long, right? Like February is the longest month to me, and I don't know why. It's the actually the shortest month. I know, but it, and that's why it's weird. It seems like it takes forever. It feels but like, like for me once March hits, then then thing. Man, we sound like we're ninety years old right now. We're talking about the length of months, and it feels like. So anyway, here's what we did. We didn't do the podcast, yeah, because we Had were doing do. other things, and because we didn't feel like it. And that's Here. that's what's nice about being the whole creative team behind it. We don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. We can just be like, eh, I don't want to do it. Our patrons so already heard what we were doing. Oh, yeah, we've we already did tell them. We did take care of our patrons, of course. Yeah, we told them what we were doing. Thank um, you, patron. Yeah, uh, so we like went out of town a little bit. I went out of town twice. Sean and I went out of town once. Yeah. So that's we, what we, we need were doing. To, we need to get a Bellamere Suite sponsorship. They don't need to sponsor anybody. No, but it'd be nice. I'm yeah. sure they, they could use some advertising still. It could be booked out even further in advance. Right. A whole year in advance. <laughs> right. And it would be impossible for me to get a room. Ever. Yeah. So but you're all healed up. Um, you got the go ahead from your doc. I'm cured. I'm cured. Feeling good. Feeling great. Turns out all they got to do is cut your shit out and then you're fine. Everything's yeah. fine. That's how they cure when your junk doesn't work. They just remove your junk, and then it's like, who cares if it doesn't work? You don't have it anymore. Right. And that's the cure for that. Yeah, doing doing lots better, which is great. I'm cured. Yeah, no no other, like, major updates, I don't think. Nope. Nothing really happened. I'm so much better. You're feeling good. Business is booming. I got back into playing guitar. We'll see how long that lasts, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Taking it a, a lot more seriously than I used to. Yeah. Uh, Maggie has already discouraged me. Does not want I me to continue. I do not discourage you. She's like, why are you always playing guitar? I was like, that's, oh, that's I like a question. Guitar. Yeah. It's not a discouragement. It's, that's pretty discouraging. <laughs> the, the tone means a lot in that. It's not like, wow, why are you always playing guitar? That's not how you say it. No. It's more like, why are you always playing guitar now? That's how you say it. Because you're always playing guitar now. <laughs> it's like, why is that what really you're always not. I'm doing? I'm also getting through Star Wars, The Clone Wars. I am almost shoulder deep in that bitch at this point. And I got like yeah. 20 episodes why are left. You always watching <laughs> Star Wars, Clone I, Wars. Yeah, I got to finish that up for the new season. This last arc was painful, though. It took me about a week and a half to get through four episodes because they weren't very good. It was one arc. It went on too long. So that's, yeah, that's my Star Wars, the Clone Wars update. All right. I don't have a new story. I have a story from 2018, but it's going to be my whole thing. Oh, so okay. we're not going to do it. Okay. As a. Well, then just let's, let's do your story. 
All right, you ready? Ready when you are, friend. So mine's from New York Magazine. Oh, not about my drink's gone. Oh, no. All right, anyway. How can you do a podcast without slurping from a can? Yeah. yeah. That's... Not. That would be just devastating. Yeah, so anyway, mine's from New York Magazine. Yeah. And it's from November of 2018. All right. And it's by Reeves Weedman. And I did cut certain parts out, but it's all pretty long one. Yeah. And it's a mystery. Has it been solved? Can I solve it? Try and solve it. Okay. You ready? So in June 2014, Derek Brodus had just finished an evening of painting at his new home in Westfield, New Jersey, when he went outside to check the mail. So Derek and his wife, Maria, had just closed on the six bedroom house at 657 Boulevard. Three Boulevard is the street name. Oh, <laughs> like I didn't omit Boulevard something. Street. It's Boulevard Boulevard. Jesus. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, three days earlier, and they were doing some renovations. So there wasn't much mail, mail yet, except for a few bills and a white card-shaped envelope, which was addressed in, in thick, clunky handwriting to the new owner. <clears throat> so it was a type note. <coughs> Excuse me. It was a type note, and it began, Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard. Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. So for the Brodises, this was really exciting because Maria was from there and Derek had grown up in Maine, but then he had worked up the, the ladder in Manhattan in insurance and he had finally gotten up to vice senior vice president. So he was able to afford this nearly one point four million dollar house. Right. Mm -hmm. So. They had just bought this house days after his 40th birthday. They had three kids and they were pretty they were pretty psyched. Yeah. So they get this new letter. They get this letter and it says, how did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call you from its force within? 657 has been the subject of my family for decades now as it approaches its 110th birthday. Subject uh, of my family? Yes. I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Did you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Oh, fucking hell. Why are you here? I will find out. So... The letter identified the Brodus's minivan, as well as the workers renovating the house. Quote, I see you've already flooded 657 with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tis, is this tis, a real tis. story? Yes. Okay. This is. This is I'm just. I'm, so don't answer this. First of all, it sounds like a, a, like a horror movie setup. Uh, secondly, and because it sounds like a horror movie setup, it sounds like a really stupid setup because nobody cares that much about a fucking house, right? Does anybody care that much about a house? So then it makes me think: is this is this guy just some epic level troll, guy or girl, whomever? But carry on. So earlier in the week, 
they had gone to the house and they had chatted with their new neighbors while their children. What, what year is this? 2014. Oh, okay. This is a recent, recent. Yeah. Interesting. So this, and it's from an article that was published in 2017. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 2018. Yes. That's what you said. Yeah. So the letter writer seemed to have noticed when they had been chatting with their neighbors, right? Yeah. So you have children. This is a quote. You have children. I've seen them. So far, I Jesus. think I have seen three that I have counted. The anonymous correspondent wrote. And before asking if there were more on the way. Do you need to fill the to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family or was it greed that brought your children to me? Once I know the names, I will I will call them and draw them to me. That envelope had no return address. Well, Who am I? Duh. <laughs> you <laughs> can find me. Just send me, mail me your children. Shit, how did you find me? I'm two houses turn down. Turn address, sir. I'm turn two houses down. Just mail me your kids. <laughs> so there are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by. This is a quote. Hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I'm in one. Look out at any of the windows in 657 and at the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. The letter concluded with the suggestion that the message would not be its last. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. And in a signature typed cursive font, it was signed the watcher. Jesus. So it was after 10 p.m. when he read this. And he was alone. So he raced around the house, turning off the lights so no one could see inside. And then he called the police department. An officer came to the house, read the letter and said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> he asked Eric if, if he had any enemies. He recommended moving a piece of construction equipment from the back porch in case the watcher watcher tried to toss it through the window. And then he went back to his Derek went back to his wife and kids who are at their old home elsewhere in Westfield. That night, Derek and Maria wrote an email to John and Andrea Woods, the couple who had sold them the house and asked if they had any idea who the watcher might be or why he or she had written the line. I asked the Woods to bring me young blood and it looks like they listened. <laughs> Andrea Woods replied the next morning, a few days after uh, I'm sorry, she replied the next morning that a few days before moving out, they had also received a similar letter from the watcher. And that the note had been odd, but she didn't even like think anything of it because they had never received anything like that in 23 years. Yeah. So they threw it away without much thought. That day, the Woods went, met, met with Maria at the police station where Detective Leonard Lugo told her not to tell anyone about the letters, including any of the neighbors, most of whom she'd already met because they were now all suspects. Right. So the Brodesses spent the coming weeks on high alert. Derek canceled their work trip, and whenever Maria took the kids to the new house, she would yell their names in a panic if they even wandered into the corner of the yard. So when Derek gave a tour of the renovation to a couple on the block, he froze when the wife said, oh, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. Hmm. Yeah. So they started getting kind of like paranoid about everything. <laughs> this is great. So... 
the next day, the Brodus's general contractor arrived to find that this heavy sign that he had hammered into the front yard had been ripped out overnight. Hmm. So someone was kind of someone's someone's fucking with them. So two weeks after the letter arrived, Maria stopped by the house to look at some paint samples and check the mail. She recognized the thick black lettering on the card shaped envelope and called the police. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard, the watcher wrote. The workers have been busy and I've been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what's in the walls yet? In time they will. This time the watcher had addressed Derek and Maria directly, misspelling their names as Mr. and Mrs. Braddis. And and they questioned if the watcher had been close enough to hear the the Brodus's Brodus's contractors addressing them verbally. The watchers boasted of having the watcher boasted about having learned of the families in the preceding weeks, especially about their children by hearing Maria yell their names in birth order. I am pleased to now know the names of your children and the young blood you have brought me. You certainly say their names often. The letter asked about one child in particular whom the writer had been using, who had seen, I'm sorry, the writer who had seen using an easel inside an enclosed porch. Is she the artist in your family? The letter continued, 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Are they too afraid to go in there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. <laughs> it is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they be in the will they sleep in the attic or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know which is in who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 will allow me to, to watch and track you as you move through the house. All right, here, here's another theory. It's a real estate developer who wants the house to resell it. <laughs> like, all right, go on. I am the watcher, and I've been in control of 657 for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you, and it was their time to move on, and they kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you you are too, Braddis family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day, and know I will be watching you. So Derek and Maria stopped bringing their kids to the house. <laughs> they were no longer sure when or if they'd move in. Right. So several weeks later, a third letter arrived, said, where have you gone to? <laughs> 657 is missing you. So 657 is the or was the grandest home on the block. Mm. And when the Woods put it on the market, they had received multiple offers above their asking price. Mm. And that led the Broadduses to initially suspect the washroom might be someone who was upset over losing out on the house. Yeah. But when the Woods said that one interested buyer had backed out over a medical diagnosis and another one had found a different home, Andrea Woods 
proposed another story. Would the mention of the contractor and the youngest child children, or I'm sorry, and your children in general, suggest that it was someone in the neighborhood? Yeah. So the letters indicate proximity. Right. And they had been processed in Kearney, which is the postal distribution center closest to the city. The first one was postmarked on June 4th, which was before the sale was public. And mm. the Woods had never put up a for sale sign. The only a day after the contractors arrived was everything was the letter processed. So the renovations were interior. So people who lived nearby did not even notice that there were contractors. Mm. When Derek and Maria walked Detective Lugo around the house, they showed him that the easel on the porch was actually hidden from the street by vegetation, making it difficult to see unless you were either behind the house or next door. Hmm. A few days later, or I'm sorry, a few days after the fourth letter, letter, Maria and Derek went to a barbecue across the street, welcoming them and another new homeowner to the block. So the Brodices hadn't told anybody about the watcher, as police had instructed, but they found themselves scanning the party for clues and keeping tabs on the kids. So they were screaming at their kids to stay close. And she said that people must have thought Maria said that people must have thought they were absolutely insane. <laughs> but at one point, Derek was talking with John Schmidt, who had lived two doors down. So Schmidt told him about the Langfords who lived between them. So between John Schmidt and and the right. Brodices, right? Yeah. So Peggy Langford was in her 90s. She had several adult children, all in her 60s, who lived with her. The family was odd, Schmidt said, but harmless. He described one of the, the younger Langfords, Mike, Michael, who didn't work and had a beard like Ernest Hemingway, and he was kind of like a Boo Radley character. Hmm. Derek thought, of the ca- thought the case was solved. The Langford house was right next to the easel on the porch. The family had lived there since the 60s, when the watcher's father, the letter said, had began observing 657 yeah. Boulevard. So Richard Langford, the patriarch, had died 12 years earlier. So he was like, OK, we're done. <laughs> so when Brodus is told the, you know, Lugo guy, Detective Lugo, he said he had already known and he had brought Langford in for an interview way beforehand Hmm. and that he already had ruled him out. But Hmm. there wasn't much hard evidence. And after a few weeks, he said that short of an admission, there isn't much that the police department can do. Right. And Derek said, well, this is somebody who's threatening my kids. So saying that probably nothing's going to happen isn't really going to, you know, work out for me. So... Frustrated, the Brodices began their own investigation. They set up webcams and they spent nights crouched in the dark watching to see if anyone was actually watching. Derek said, Maria thought I was crazy. And he had all of these like documents and copies of letters. And he had maps showing what he thought was earshot range. Yeah. And like a whole bunch of shit. Like he, he went full on. Full-on detective. Yeah. So the Brodices turned to several experts as well. They employed a private investigator who staked out the neighborhood and ran background checks. They didn't. He didn't find anything noteworthy. They reached out to a former FBI agent who 
served as the inspiration for Clarice Starling in the Silence of the Lambs, hmm. but because they were on a high school board of trustees together. They also hired Robert Lenahan, who is another former FBI agent, to conduct a threat assessment. He recognized several old-fashioned ticks and letters, and uh, to, that would point to an older writer. Yeah. Such as it being addressed to M slash M Bradis, which is, you know, Mr. Mrs. Yeah. That's something old people do. And uh, the sentences had double spaces in between them, which I'm sorry, I still double space. <laughs> so how dare you? But okay, boomer. Shut up. They and he said that they it had something that it was less macho. So he wondered if it might be a woman. Lenahan didn't think that the watcher was likely to act on the threats, but the letters had enough typos and errors to imply a certain erraticism. For example, the first one was dated Tuesday, June 4th, but that day was actually a Wednesday. Hmm. And there was also a seething anger directed at the wealthy in particular. So the watcher was upset about new money moving into town with a quote, are you one of those Hoboken transplants ruining Westfield? (laughs) So Lenahan recommended looking into former housekeepers or other descendants. Perhaps the Watchers were jealous of the Brodises because they bought a home that the writer couldn't afford. So the focus remained on the Langfords in cooperation with the Westfield police. The Brodises sent a letter to the Langfords announcing plans to tear down the house, hoping it would prompt a response, but nothing happened. (laughs) So then Detective Lugo brought... Michael Langford back in for a second interview. I'm sorry, interview, but he got nowhere again. And then his sister, Abby, accused the police of just harassing the family in general. So the Brodises hired Lee Levitt, a lawyer who met several members of the Langford family, as well as their attorney, showed him all the letters and the the Langfords insisted that Michael was innocent. One night, Derek had a dream that he confronted and he built eight foot fences all over his property in his dreams. Maria was also having dreams. She thought she was carrying a pitchfork and stabbing people. Hmm. So, yeah. So there were other reasons to consider other suspects. Um, For one thing, Michael spoke. I'm sorry, the police spoke to people other than Michael in the. Before the second letter was sent. So which would make sending two more especially recklesses. The Brodises say that Lugo told them that he didn't receive any more letters before he spoke to, to Michael. Then there was the rest of the neighborhood to consider. The private investigator found two sex offenders within a few blocks. Mm. Bill Wood, Bill Woodward. Um, the, he's the Brodus's house painter. He noticed something strange. The couple behind 657, they kept a pair of lawn chairs really mm. close to the property line. And one day was looking out the lawn chair and the gentleman was facing the Brodus's house instead of his own house. Hmm. Yeah. But by the end of 2014, nothing had actually happened. So moving on, they installed the new alarm system. And they kind of just kind of kept going on. They they hadn't they hadn't really moved in. They were still living with um, Maria's parents because they didn't really know what else to do about it. Yeah. 
So they got another letter and said, 657 is turning on me. It's coming after me and I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend and it's now my enemy. I'm in charge of 657 and it is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass. And you will bring this young blood back to me. 657 needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood pay, play again like it once did. You, yeah, let the young blood sleep in 657. So because they're they're sitting there living with his parents and they didn't have anything to do, they ended up they ended up borrowing money from family and buying and starting an LLC and buying a house through that. Be, then they went and they took they took um they took their court to the city planners. Took their court? Or they took their case. Sorry. I'm tired and I don't really want to read anymore, so I'm just summing up. So they took their case to the city planners and they asked them if they could divide the lot into two lots and have it bulldozed and sold to developers. Okay. Because they knew they'd take a hit, but they wouldn't take as much of a hit. Yeah. And that was denied. Hmm. So once that was denied, they asked again if they could um, rent it out. So they were able to rent. They found a renter. As soon as they found a renter, they got another letter. Okay. And there was a clause in the rental agreement that if they got another letter, that they could, the guy could leave. Yeah. So they got another one. And this letter simply said... Violent winds and bitter cold to the violent and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Wench. Yeah. And, so and then it's literally it starts, somebody from like the 16th century. Right. And then it goes on to threaten that that they would have that he would have revenge. And it said um, maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe a simple mild illness that will never go away. Maybe a mysterious death of a pet. Maybe a loved one suddenly dies. Planes, cars, bicycles crash. Bones break. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. And so the renter decided to stay, but they were like, they ended up setting up a whole new security system for them, like internal cameras inside, because he was like, yeah, I'm kind of afraid he's going to yeah. come in here and kill me thinking. I I'm. thought they did that already. They set up webcams on the outside. Oh. So Maria said it felt like they were back at the beginning. So they took him to to police headquarters and police was like the police were like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Right. We don't do that. Right. <laughs> we so can give you they, a traffic ticket. <laughs> they sold the house on July 1st, 2017 for 400,000 less than what it had originally sold for. Mm -hmm. The new owners have remained anonymous. Um, in December of 2018, Netflix won the movie rights. Oh, cool. And... Yeah, Watcher is still unknown to this day. That's funny. They have had DNA tests. I skipped over this part, but they've done DNA tests. They've ruled out the entire Langford family. Yeah. Um. They also ruled out, like, the the people who live there. Yeah. Like, the people who bought it. Yeah. And the people who sold it. Like, they ruled out a bunch of people. people behind them with the chairs. Right. Like, they test everybody. They have... Get handwriting samples, do all kind of shit. Yeah. But there's a... 
There's a lot of people. So it became really public. Like, it's all over. You yeah. know, obviously, New York Magazine wrote about it. And when they did, the cops were like, oh, we did a really exhaustive investigation. Yeah. And they always say that. the whole neighborhood was like, how can that be? This is the first we've heard of it. Yeah. So everyone and like there are Reddit threads on it where everyone's like, I looked at the Google Maps and <laughs> I think I see somebody in the car out front <laughs> and someone else is like, um, that's a lens flare. Like, that's <laughs> not anybody. Uh. So, but yeah, that like that legit happened and nobody knows who did that to them. And nobody, I mean, it, it's presumed that it's not happening to the new owners because they're not making no, a big nobody deal. Nobody went into the walls to see if there's anything actually in they the walls. They used, so they used like stuff to look, but they said that there's no insulation in the walls because of how old it is. Yeah. So you can't really tell what's in there. Oh. It just seems like hollow. Okay. But nobody cut into them. No, they just Probably used detectors. Yeah. I, I almost feel like this is like a college prank and, you know, they're writing. Yeah, it's purposefully. If you to read sound the whole, older. the whole article is much much longer. I read about half of it. Yeah, and you can you can see their other leads that they followed and dropped, and some of them were like the the girlfriend of a guy who really liked to play a video game who lived like two doors down. Yeah, and she might have been just trolling them. Right, like it was stuff like that. But it's like, but just why would a you kick out of it? Yeah, I get that just because. People like to troll online. They do. They like to yeah. go, especially gamers. Gamers love to get cheats, there was, hack, and then ruin your game. And then they just laugh their asses off because there's nothing you can do about it. And they feel yeah. powerful. But you're this, just left shaking your head going, what is with this motherfucker? But yeah, this for like they fucked up these people's whole lives. Yeah, they, like they, they fucked, sure did. They fucked them up financially. They caused like so when they were renting the house. It the rent wasn't enough to cover the mortgage. So Damn. they were losing money every single month. Yeah. And if you can't tell, I'm sick. So welcome, not feeling welcome good. back to the podcast. I'm sick. That was very, very interesting. Isn't that fucked up? That wasn't even going to be my topic this week. But once I read the article, I was like, this is so weird. That's that's a very intriguing tale. That's why you don't fucking check your mail. Uh, now, I, now I was, the whole time I was thinking, like, how would you dramatize this for a movie? And then you said Netflix has the rights to it. So you have to create a watcher character or it's just one of those things where you never see the person. And you have to conclude. But there's it. no. Yeah, there, there's like most things in real life. There is no dramatic conclusion. No, you know, there's no altercation, which is so much more fucked up. Because, like, what are you going to, like, now these people, so these people stayed in their town. That's the other part. When they bought this other house, they refused to leave town because it's the same. And this town multiple times in the article, which, again, I skipped, is referred to as a Mayberry type town. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I never saw that episode of fucking Andy Griffith where they're <laughs> like, oh, and then there were all these fucking threatening ass letters. You think that if nothing else, they could have staked out some mailboxes or something? Uh, I just feel it. Well, they did. They were able to pull the DNA. Oh, and they did determine it was a woman, by the way, okay. from the DNA. Mm. So they know for sure it was a woman. And that's why they were then they then checked all the women. So they knew it wasn't a Langford because the women, it would have only been able to be Abby and it wasn't her. Yeah. And then they they ruled out the mom. Of yeah. The Maria. 
Oh, well, yeah. Because they were like, well, maybe it was the Brodus's and they were like, they made a bad financial move and they were trying to profit. Kind of like the Abbey, Abbeville, Amityville, whatever it's called. Amityville. 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 I don't feel good. So they were like, maybe it's like that where they're faking it. Yeah. But it's not that. It's not that at all. These people were truly being traumatized. So. Like the only way for them to have figured it out was to just move in and go about their lives and see if anything happened. But obviously you don't want to put your family at risk. And yeah, do you don't that. want to put a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, ten-year-old at risk. That's not a good idea. I just don't think there was actually a risk, though. But the thing is, like, mentally unhinged people, if they're, if it was somebody, yeah, they are a risk. Letters, though, that's the least. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what makes me think. Is it's literally like some college kid. She's just like, oh, my God. And then, you know, she's four houses down watching out the window. Yeah. And that was the thing is they the cops actually witnessed somebody outside on the street who was there for a long time. And when they came to stop her, it was it was a college girl whose boyfriend lives two doors down and he plays video games and he played like a game like that or something like that. A game with a similar title or something. Title of what? The Watcher. Oh. And then um, she, they referenced Keanu Reeves' movie, The Watcher. <laughs> I was actually thought of that at one point. I was yeah. like, is The Watcher movie based on this? No. But they think that it had something to do with why it was titled. Yeah. Why they titled themselves The Watcher. But they also thought that the FBI profiler thought that it was an elderly person. Right. So... I don't know. But again, that could have been a concerted effort on someone's part right. to hide their own identity. Right. Using the word wench instead of modern slang or something, you know. Right. Someone who's like, oh, I'm going to be what? like Loki and be like, you fucking mewling cow. Mewling quim. Yeah, whatever the fuck it was. Well, that's what made me think it was, it was like a college student, somebody who's going through, you know, uh, English literature. Someone who's writing a lot of reading a lot of fic. Yeah, they're <laughs> reading a lot of old shit, and and they just got this idea. They're a creative person. Like let's let's torture somebody psychologically. Sounds fun. Not fun. <sighs> but yeah, isn't that a weird story? Yeah, it is creepy. That's what... fucked up. Like I I and I genuinely think nothing would have happened except the letters would have increased, and there's been a better chance that they would have fucked up, and they would. But I don't think there would have ever been any actual harm. You know, because like the stuff they were saying was so absurd about the house needs new blood. It's it's done. And then you talk to the people who live there and they're just like, oh, well, we lived here for 23 years. It's yeah. fine. It's, well, I don't know if, you know what I mean? It's yeah, obviously it there's is. nothing with the house. Yeah. Uh, and that's how it is. Everyone's like, I don't there's nothing going on here. Right. I mean, well, the new people come in and they're like, I'm going to get a fucking deal on this house because that's the biggest house on the street. Right. It's like the house that there that was the nicest house. Yeah. So the person's like, I'm going to fucking deal on this house. Like, this is nice. Yeah. Like, OK, so maybe maybe if someone was playing the long game and they were like, if I can just <laughs> write right? these letters until I can save enough to buy this house. Right. Get the price down low enough. <laughs> Get it devalued. <laughs> Hell Playing yeah, the there long, you go. There's another Bible the option. Game. <sighs> I don't know, man. Get it devalued. Get it down to $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> Get down about $100,000. You only have to have Step like a $30,000 paying job to get this house. Right. <laughs> Did cost 1.4 mil. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah. All right. Well, that's my story. 
I just thought it was interesting. But yeah, it's from New York Magazine. It was printed in the magazine, but it is available on their website. That's where I found it. I thought it was interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah. All right. I don't really have a topic this week. I have more of a, just kind of a ranty conversational thing that's because a, that's a topic. The what? Well, nothing. I did research on. This is my own research, so there's going to be a lot of factual errors here. Uh, the Oscars, the Academy Awards, 2020 Academy Awards are tonight. Uh, as we record this, obviously, they will have already happened by the time you listen to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my friends was posting their Oscar picks on Twitter. And, Oscar, and I, I don't Oscar picks are dumb. Case I was curious. I think it's fun to pick if you're, you know, it, it can be fun if you're invested because you either like the movies or just, you know, it's almost like people the way people do, uh, you know, Super Bowl squares or fantasy football where they, they Which don't are even also dumb. Well, okay. but no, but, it, you know, it's just people like to compete. Um, I, I've never done it or been into it, but I don't it. It's just one of those. Things, I get it why people do it. it. It can be fun to be like, oh, I knew it. Or all my picks were wrong. I know nothing about when movies. When people do Super Bowl squares, so they don't fill in the squares until after everybody's names are on the Super Bowl squares. Oh, yeah. So I mean, they don't, there's less not... participation there. They just pay money or whatever. They don't have anything to do with it, really. But Yeah, uh, I was like, that's not... Anyway, no, I but my it. point is, it's just a way to... It's a friendly competition thing, and it, it's all fine and good. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that with the, with the Oscars, actually. I, I just never have or cared enough to ask somebody to do that. But, uh, but also, I don't watch them. <laughs> I, I haven't watched them. And I realized this today when I was I was talking to to Mark on Twitter because he he's the one he posted his his picks and, and I went and looked at oh, the hi, Mark. I didn't even know who the nominees were because I literally I, don't either. I haven't watched the Academy Awards since the tight since Titanic won in like ninety eight ninety nine whenever that was it makes sense that you haven't because I haven't either yeah and, and we've been together since two thousand like whatever but it made I think the reason I stopped watching is because Titanic won. <laughs> and it was that's I was like that's not a it, it was a really cool movie as far as special effects go when you got to see uh, Kate Winslet naked. Other than yeah. those two things, it's not really a special effect. Well, no, I'm saying there were special effects, Kate Winslet's boobs, everything else. I don't really care about. Uh, it just it was okay. It was fine. It was a fine movie. It was it was an okay movie. Had a terrible song. Uh, but it, the, the second half was cool with the, you know, people, but I, I've only really watched it one time. What's the song? Oh, my heart will go on. Yeah. Is that it? Celine Dion. Uh, yeah. And that movie won and it was just like, what? That's the best movie. Um, so I, I've only kind of Have slightly you seen Avatar. And Avatar was nominated. So that's that ties into what I'm going to talk about, which is I am salty this year, even as someone who's not remotely invested in the Oscars whatsoever that Avengers Endgame was not nominated for Best Picture. The only thing it's nominated so for is Best many, Special Effects. So many reasons it's not nominated for Best Picture. It's, it has nothing to do with, with spo- spoiler alert, Tony Stark dying. <laughs> that, that's what so you think. Sad. That's not, that's exactly, that's, that's why one of the not. reasons. Is that why yeah. Tony Stark died? Yeah. That's it? Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. That's that's a good reason. That's, that's No, I'm just not. salty because I think about you know, a, a lot of people are just like, oh, that's just Disney manufactured crap, blah, blah, blah. But so many movies have huge budgets and are fucking terrible. Right. Uh, see Aquaman. See Avatar. Avatar, which was nominated. Uh, oh, dude, you you want to talk about why it wasn't nominated? It wasn't nominated because Tony Stark died. And you know what? I can't get behind that. Anyway. And I'm salty because and since I'm one of the people who does the picking. 
you, you anyone... are not one of the academy members. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I'm in the academy. You know, but you know, it's everybody's in the fucking academy, though. I found yes, like, including me. It's like Sarah Silverman and Leslie Jones. Like, what? Who the fuck are you? Um, me. I'm uh, in the academy. So this movie goes. It, it's not nominated, and I'm salty for a lot of reasons because to make a movie, uh, you know, it's supposed to, the Oscars are supposed to award excellence in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. This movie and is that excellent. Was not excellent. Listen, it nope. was excellent all the way around. No. Uh, and the one thing it did that no other movie has done was tie together 22 movies in a very satisfying conclusion, climax, whatever, for critics and fans alike. No. Loved it. No. And uh, they they developed these characters, these stories, and made this amazing movie that fired on all cylinders, no. acting, writing, direction, cinematography, special effects. Everything was like fucking spot on in this movie and yes obviously the money helps tremendously but it still it takes a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in a movie this big so to pull that all together the russo brothers absolutely deserve a nomination for best director because that's like the scope of a movie this big and i know it's not the first time that's a big movie that's not what i'm saying but again to tie together all these storylines all these characters in a way in a successful way. And, and the, the easiest example to compare it to of something that didn't do that would be the Game of Thrones finale from last year where everybody was fucking furious, apparently. Uh, how you I was can fucking fuck furious that up. Because Jon Snow was just like, oh, we yeah, I did furious. That. We were just kind of disappointed. I, I was more just kind of like, oh, it could have been better. It could have been worse. Well, I but guess it, I don't get furious over TV, right? Right. Like, it's too much I get work. furious over Star Wars, but not really much else, because that's one of the things I'm really passionate about. But so they have this huge accomplishment with this movie and then doesn't even get a nomination. And I, I was like, what? It, but meanwhile, Black Panther got a nomination last year. What Black, are those? <laughs> right. Black Panther was a mediocre Marvel movie. Or no, I, mean, I don't want to say mediocre. It was a solid Marvel movie um, that just got that. Yeah, I feel like mediocrity is solid. It, it got a, you know, it got the diversity vote. Basically, they wanted to look hip and with it and diverse. And they're like, we'll nominate Black Panther. I have a real problem with that. And meanwhile, Endgame, which out of all the Marvel movies, it's not even my favorite, but it, it's a feat. It's an accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment in cinema. And to not get a nomination because everybody wants to look sophisticated and do the intellectual signaling thing. Like, I don't think oh, so. I, I have to tell you that. The reason I did vote, and I'm in the Academy, as we talked about, the reason that I didn't vote is because Tony Stark died. <laughs> okay, well, that's... So I voted for... So you voted for 1917? So I voted... And you voted for The Irishman? Oh, God, is that really up? Yeah, we watched The Irishman. I'm a, I'm a Scorsese fan. Uh, Goodfellas and Casino are two of my favorite movies. He has other ones I really enjoy as well. Listen, I saw The Irishman with you. It's it's oh, pretty good. Sitting here on my couch. Yeah. And... uh an hour too long it's it, fine it's fine it is fine and it's got some great character work and some fantastic acting it's enjoyable it is I but, it. but i like the fact that i could pause it and go do other things during it that's it my was, favorite part of it it was too long they they could have made that movie cut 45 minutes to an hour of it kept the same focus and have it deliver the same impact without 45 minutes to an hour Man, of that movie being Joe there pesci huh he old they're all old. That's what happens. Yeah, but you don't realize it when you're a kid. And the effects kid. sucked in that movie. 
you don't realize that when you're a kid that everybody's going to get old right. because you're not old. Right. And then you're old and everyone else is old and you're like, oh, no. You sound like you're high. Anyway. No, I'm not high. I'm just not. <laughs> old. How many times can you say old? Um, I'm just not feeling well, but I'm not high. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to express my dissatisfaction. And, and one of the reasons I can't care about the Academy Awards, because everybody does just want to say, oh, I, I, I nominated this movie. But, you know, they, it's artsy and it's independent and it's blah, blah, blah. And no, just ex just recognize excellence. That's all. You know, you can still nominate. They nominate 10 movies for Best Picture now. I'm not asking for it to win. But give it a fucking nod, man. Like 10. Yeah, there's 10 like Best Picture nominees now. And it, it, it just it's upsetting. I didn't like, that see movie's any fantastic. movies last year that I would think would be Best Picture quality. And you saw Endgame. Yes, that's what I said. I didn't see any. <laughs> You don't go to the movies and you don't even like movies. Bitch, I just went to the movies. You, yeah, but you only of, go because I, I drag you with prey. me. You want to talk about Birds of Prey? Yeah, not best movie quality. Birds of Prey. Uh, man, it, I can say it was better than Suicide Squad. I can say that I like Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie owns that role the same way Ryan Reynolds owns Deadpool. And Chris Evans owns Captain America and Tom Hardy owns Venom. And she's great. And when Harley Quinn is on screen, that movie is mostly enjoyable, but she is not on screen for a lot of that movie. And they have a lot of characters to introduce and you don't care about any of them. And there's just a lot of issues with that movie that the a lot of the jokes don't land. You can tell they're trying to do the Deadpool thing. Yeah. And instead of doing their own thing, they're trying to do the Deadpool thing. And then on top of that. So, you know, characters are a big focus for me. I think a lot of my issue with this movie is that. Harley Quinn is not the driving force of this movie. And I don't just mean that because there's other uh, protagonists or whatever. I, I mean that in that what's happening to in this movie, the reason it's happening is because she doesn't want to die. Like she's not really proactive in this movie. She it's not. She's reacting not, to something. Yeah. She's just trying to keep herself alive because she doesn't want to die. And it's it's just that's not really good motivation for for a lead character. You know, you want them to have some some reason, whatever MacGuffin. But this is more just yeah, you know, well, I don't want to die. MacGuffins. Uh, don't recommend. I do not recommend uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, and I guess it's it's doing really poorly at the box office. It's doing a lot less than projected. And then I, re I read some articles of, of why people are speculating. And most people are saying it's because it's rated R, which is stupid. And that argument has been shot down with movies like like Deadpool and Logan and other R rated fare does just fine. That's not why I think the reason why, uh, there's a few reasons. It's a marketing issue. It's called Birds of Prey. It should have just been called Harley Quinn. It should have had they should have focused on her. People know who Birds of Prey are. They had some shitty CW show. You don't want to be associated with that. So they should have just called it Harley Quinn. The Harley Quinn movie had a better title or the emancipation of Harley Quinn, whatever. Uh, I think that was a, a big problem with their their messaging. Um, yeah, the R rating doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, if you go PG-13, you will get more butts in seats, but not a lot more. It's, you know, you're not going to even double your money, most likely. Uh, and then the, uh, the trailers didn't look great. I don't, it just doesn't have that big push behind it. Um, that like Wonder Woman got that whole like what people. Gregor's terrible. 
Dude, and then Black well, Mask. Okay. Black Mask is a character he's who always has terrible. a black mask on. He's not terrible. He's he always terrible. has a black mask on. And in this movie, he has a black mask on for about eight seconds. And then the jaw doesn't even move like it does in the comics and in the cartoons. And that was another fuck up because they just wanted to show Ewan McGregor's face instead of letting him be Black Mask. Uh, and yet he plays the character like the Joker instead of the way Roman Sionis is normally written. Uh it's just it's just not good. <laughs> it's just not a good movie. It's not Aquaman bad. It's tolerable. I don't recommend sitting through it at the theater. However, it's it's just not it's not very good. But I, uh, Margot Robbie is fantastic. I like Margot Robbie. I'm not really I've never been a big Harley Quinn fan. I'm, I mostly found her character annoying in the Batman, the animated series, to be honest. Uh, I, that that's not a character I ever predicted to take off. But she really owned the role in Suicide Squad. She was the one decent thing about Suicide Squad. And then in this movie, she's she's the best thing in it. And nobody in this movie is bad. I don't want to say anybody's like bad. Uh, they oh, ever, they're all just boring. Yeah, most of the characters are boring. The fight scenes are really good. I will say that the majority of the choreography is well done. And the actors, the child actors, terrible child actor sucks. That's pretty standard. But the, the choreography, it's it's. It seems like they actually had the actresses really learn the choreography, which is appreciated. And they're good at it, too, because sometimes you get like Gal Gadot, who's not good at fighting. And so they just do slow motion the entire time because she just doesn't she's not good at it. Uh, these the fight scenes are actually really, really good. Really enjoyable, well, except for the was, except for the last one, which was way over the top. But, but the, you got Ramona Flowers. So when you get Ramona Flowers, it's going to be good. Is that, is that how it works? You just get that the girl from. What's what's her Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did a great job with the choreography. And then the, the actors actually delivered on the fights, some pretty brutal fights in there. Uh, but yeah, it's just, man, it, I don't want to I can't say it's bad. It's not it's not Suicide Squad bad by any means, but it I mean, it's very middle of the road. I, I'd probably give it like a four or five out of ten. Just wasn't wasn't that good. It was I was disappointed. I was uh, disappointed because you made me go. <laughs> Well, it's, I wanted to get the lady's opinion, too, because, you know, I'm always, you know, the, the way media is now. My opinion doesn't matter. I'm a white man. Everything I say is sexist or racist or whatever. Well, so everything you say is sexist and racist. But, like, if you even so, you made me go to this and it's like partway through, you're just like, we don't have to stay. <laughs> I did. I leaned over to Maggie. I was like, we can leave anytime you want. I am not invested at all. The tickets were free. Uh, I don't want to like just leave it wasn't that to me it wasn't that bad but i I didn't want you to be upset because it was you weren't enjoying it so i was if you would have left i could have waited till home video just fine that just seemed insulting to just walk out that's just rude well the 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 creators aren't there i know know, but (laughs) that just seems rude i don't know like i feel like somewhere margot robbie would have been like oh my heart (laughs) she's doing okay i can feel it don't worry about her Oh, I guess just rude. You don't just walk out on a movie unless it's Ghostbusters, Ladybusters. Yeah. Uh, pros of this movie. Margot Robbie is great. Fight scenes are really good. Cons, everything else. The story is lame. Um, there's a, a few good jokes, a few, few funny uh, moments. Cons, the hyena is not well animated. <laughs> uh, and the, the child actor is terrible. Yeah. Um, but that's She's pretty. really awful. That's pretty common. It's, it's rare to get a, a really good one. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that was my rant about the Oscars, though, and their lack of, you know, the because they have to do their, you know, highbrow intellectual signaling. They can't nominate fucking Endgame, a movie that is 
so well crafted from the just every aspect of it and to just say, no, it's not the best picture, but we'll put the Irishman in there. Remember that episode of Seinfeld when Elaine is like, no, I'm not seeing the English patient one more time. It's terrible. (laughs) That's how I feel when they have their nominations for for Oscars. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't that's not. I don't want to see those movies. Right. Like, I don't. That's not my thing. And we don't. I, I, I don't feel the need to, to do that. I did when I was younger. I, I would go see movies and, and go seek out the, you know, oh, this this movie only released in Burma for a day. <laughs> you know, uh. I, got, I got to see it. Right. I'm a, I'm a film snob. And now, now I just don't. I just, I just watch what interests me. I, I don't need to do that. Well, my anymore. time is so limited that I'm not willing to invest it in things that may or may not be good. That's why Birds of Prey was so disappointing. It's because, like, I just don't have the time to spend on shit like that. Yeah. Trying to find a list of Best Picture winners, because some of them you'll remember, and other ones you'll be like, what? That's just what movie they put up there? And, dude, 2019, last year's winner. Anybody remember that? Listener, do you remember? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's called Green Book. That's one of those movies. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen it. From what I understand, it's a movie. Um, it's about race relations, so they oh. got to do the, you know, yeah. they got to do the social well, thing. That's what. Um, yeah, and what do you know? Racism's cured now. I'm <laughs> glad they. I'm glad they did that. Uh, before that, there was The Shape of Water. Guillermo del Toro did oh, not see it. Oh, that's the one. That's the fish sex one. Fish sex movie. Okay. I do like Guillermo del Toro. I do like fish sex. I just no, he's I never he, in my and I haven't seen The Shape of Water, but I've I've been a fan of his since Blade Two. And and Hellboy and Hellboy Two and Pan's Labyrinth okay, and The Devil's hipster. Backbone. No, I'm just establishing the fact that I've been following this dude for a while, and somehow this movie is is, is amazing. But I'm like, he's never made an amazing movie though, and I like his work, <laughs> but he's never made a movie where I'm just like, oh my god, it's so good. And now all of a sudden he did. I find that hard to believe. Uh, you didn't see the fish. Here's though. a here's 2016. You won't even know what this is, and I don't either. It's called Spotlight. No fucking clue what that is. Oh, I've heard of it. You've heard, you've heard the word spotlight probably. Let's see now. Uh, let's just fifteen. That's some condescending ass. <laughs> you don't shit. follow movies. You, you don't. Uh, it's uh, somebody they investigate. Uh, the Boston Globe assigns a team of journalists to investigate allega- allegations against John Joe Gogan, uh, an unfrocked priest accused of molesting more than eighty boys. That sounds like a fun afternoon. Let's watch that. Uh, but yeah, again, nobody's talking about these movies, though. Uh, I Birdman, I did like Birdman. That was some artsy weird shit, but it's I'm not something I'm watching. Uh, there's some good stuff here. The Departed, that was a Scorsese movie that absolutely deserved to win. That was a fantastic fucking movie. Um, Chicago, a musical, never deserves to win. I've seen that. Uh, American Beauty, that was a good one. I've seen that. Titanic, the English patient. <laughs> Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is some schmaltzy. It's a schmaltzy fucking movie. It's a good movie. It is. However, it it's people need to stop pretending shit's highbrow. It's not. That is some commercial commercial shit. And it's well done, though. It does. It it was incredibly well done. The special effects were good. It it was an enveloping story. and that was, uh, there's there's good stuff here, but nobody talks about the Last Emperor. I don't know anybody who's seen the Last Emperor. Out of Africa. Terms of endearment. <clears throat> I, do, I do like it when you just 
look at the internet. Um, and there's there's obviously good stuff on there. I'm not naming the the movies I actually like on that list for the most part. Uh, but Return of the King did win Best Picture. Uh, oh, that's the worst fucking. <laughs> I think it was that bad. That was that's the worst of the all of the. I like the Two Towers is my favorite. But I yeah. like Return of the King. It was over long, but Two Towers is better. Bruh. Was a better movie. Um, Ego has a beard. So they're not above bah. doing blockbusters, but they really do seem to hate uh, superhero stuff. They they stay away from that. as far as Best Picture goes. I know Return Joker's up for King. some stuff. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Out of all the ones I watched, did I ever watch that? Multiple times. I don't. I think you did because you really liked him with the beard. No, I didn't. That's oh, what I hated. Like oh, the end. You hated the end. Okay. I hated him with I that full confused. gray beard. God. You liked him with the stubbly beard, though, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Beard. That's my thing. I just remember my experience going to see that. We went to the Valley View Theater and, you know, the big XD screen or whatever. And it was packed. It was like a Saturday. And there was like a seven-year-old girl behind me who just kept kicking the shit out of my seat. And I didn't know that's who it was. So I turn around, I give like a Terminator stare to whoever is doing this. I do the slow, you know, turn, head turn. And it's like this little girl and she just like tried to fucking melt into her seat. And, me, and then I look at the dad because I'm like, I'm going to murder you. Right. Get your kicks. I, I would always tell Mason, like, keep your feet down. Don't, you know, you don't touch the seat in front of you. It's not that hard. This was like constant bam, bam, bam with the kicking. And I'm just like this. What what is happening anyway? Uh, but yeah, Oscars are bullshit. It's also stupid to pit movies against each other because they're fucking art. I just want a nomination for Endgame. Uh, I think that's more important than than quote unquote winning. Your movie isn't better because it wins an Oscar. It will it get it more well, money, I guess. Yes. But so the argument can't be against Endgame because it's already made a ton of money because Fucking Avatar was nominated. Titanic Avatar. won. Titanic is still up there as one of the, you know, the highest grossing movies of all time. So because a lot of times people are like, oh, man, give these other movies a chance. I, give those movies a chance. I'm not saying don't nominate other movies, but acknowledge craftsmanship, acknowledge excellence. Don't disregard it because it has uh, fucking superheroes in it. It's disgusting. It's deplorable. Uh, <laughs> You're an asshole. What? I People was just singing Inspector Gadget. <laughs> All right. You are tired. I am tired. I'm I can sick. tell. <laughs> you are just tired. You are worn out. I'm tired and I'm sick. And I haven't even been up that long. I, no, you haven't. But you, you don't feel just, good. So I'm that takes it out of you. You've been working all day. I'm sick. Well, anyway. We're, we're happy to be back. I was looking forward to doing an episode. <laughs> it was nice to. Happy is a long shot. I know for be me, happy. I, I was happy because this makes you spend time with me. So it's, uh, it's like, oh, I know I get I'm going to get an hour of Maggie's time today. Yeah. Normally she just keeps me in a closet. It's <laughs> right. dark in there. Right. That's well, for like a month, I've just kept Sean locked up. <laughs> so this is the first time he's come out. I was since. happy to find out she wasn't continuing the show with someone else. <laughs> I had to go find somebody else with an S name so we could keep going. But yeah, so we'll, we're back. Like, we're back. We're back. I think we're back. Like, it's not, it wasn't anything serious. I we think just... going forward, though, we might take more, like, kind of random weeks off. You know, I'm not saying like a, a three or four week hiatus necessarily, but I just, eh, why not? You know, because we, we did, we did like a pretty hardcore schedule for about two years. Yeah, we we did. We were on for like two years. Yeah. And that's really hard to do, Almost. especially when you're, well, yeah, nearly. It's really hard to do when you're, when you're like running a business. 
I'm really tired. You guys, I I haven't been sick, but I went to Atlanta and I and I was in an airport. I was in two airports, three or four. Well, two airports twice, so four, you know, <laughs> and then uh, I think I got sick from that. And you know how it is with the coronavirus. Yeah. Now. So I don't think I have that. Good news. I hope not. People all had the face masks on. Not you, though. Not me, man. I'm a rebel, Dottie. That's not a good thing to rebel against. I'm a rebel when it comes to health. Yeah, but I've been sick. And then, like, I've been weird sick, so it's not like... I'm used to getting sick, and it's like, oh, I have, like, really definite symptoms and start times and end times of illnesses. This is, like, comes and goes in waves. Yeah. Sucks. Dude, I read a story about... uh, the the face masks in New York, I think somebody went to go buy one before they got on a plane or something. And that like all the CVSs were sold out and they found one like, oh, we're going to get some later, come back later. And they come back later and they're selling them individually for eight dollars a piece. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it because I thought about it. I was like, oh, I should go get some at like the Hudson News, you know? Yeah. And I was like, they don't put prices on anything at Hudson News. Yeah. And one of the girls I was traveling with, she got, she got a bottle. Like I brought, when I travel, I bring um, a water bottle with me and it's just empty, you know, and I refill it when I get there because you can't bring water through through TSA. But she went and bought a bottle of water and she bought a thing at Chex Mix. Yeah. Guess how much that cost? $12. 11. It was (laughs) 10 and change. Yeah. And I was like, I should get a face mask. And I was like, well, if that costs 10 and change, <laughs> yeah, my face mask is going to cost 10. I was right. like, I'm not spending $10. I'll just get sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there's only been like one death. It's weird, those two. I, I don't know how here. effective those things actually are. I feel like that's one of those things. It's like the illusion of safety because well, they don't like I've used respirators. What actually keeps yes. particles out. Yeah. Those things seal to your face. Yeah, you know no, I mean? it is. It's security theater, right? Yeah. And that's, which we've talked about before on this podcast. Go find that episode. But that's security theater. And we want to talk about security theater. So when I got to Atlanta to come home, the, the, um, the, what's that thing called? The little machine you walk through and you put your arms up in the air. Oh, yeah, and they can, they can see your and penis. And they, they look at, yeah, they look at my penis. Yeah. And mine. Look at my penis. Well, I don't want to assume what you have. I don't have. You can't assume because you've, you've seen. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so anyway. I don't see gender. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean. You go through and they like it's like that X-ray machine or whatever. Yeah. And then every, it's very invasive. And then every time they always have to pat down my back because my bra strap has those metal hooks. Metal hooks, so they yeah. always have to feel up my back. So they've never seen a bra with metal hooks before. It's probably the first time. I'm the first person to have metal in my back. Right. So anyway, um, on the way back, I was the last of there were three of us traveling together. So the other two girls go. And then I, I took so long somehow that I was behind a guy and. It broke on this guy. Yeah. And they were like you pointing to me. They're like, just go around. And like everyone after me just got to go around. We didn't have to go through the machine. Hmm. And I was like, I couldn't help it. I was like, if that's not some security theater bullshit, I don't right. know what is. And the guy 
the guy who's next to me is like, say it again, but louder. And I was like, <laughs> see, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. You're not doing shit up here at the TSA. <laughs> I was like, this is just who, an illusion. Who said that, a passenger or somebody who worked there? Passenger. Oh, okay. Said it to me. And I was like, they're not doing shit at the TSA. Right. They're pretending to do shit. Right. I, like, I didn't get checked or anything. Nobody, like, felt me up, did a wand. No one did anything. Right. I literally just walked so through. Like, I guess you're fine then. The machine's broke. Everybody machine's must be broke. good. Everybody and and this is in Atlanta, which is the busiest airport in the United States. Yeah. Just so you understand, the yeah. Jackson, whatever the fuck, yeah. is the busiest airport in the United States. They're just like everybody go, right? Free run through the air, <laughs> free run through TSA. And I was like, what is this? Oh, all right. Well, I guess we're done. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. We're I don't know still if we got through this far. I don't know why. I didn't. We, we're still we've, recording. Uh, we still had a lot of downloads while we were gone, so that's always cool. Yeah, it's cool so, that you guys are still listening. Hello, new listener. Yeah. Had to be new listeners, obviously. <laughs> Unless <laughs> yeah. you guys missed us so much that you went back right. and re-listened. Went and re-downloaded, even. You like, just were like, I deleted that. I need to hear it again. So right. good. I missed you guys so much, I have to re-download. Like, so. that's saying something. All right. All well, right. We'll see you guys, like, next week, probably. More than likely. Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye.